The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by IBM. Big data at the speed of business. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. I want to welcome members of our armed forces who are joining us from around the world over the Internet today. Thank you for being with us again. In just a moment, we're going to tackle an issue which should be on the radar of every American, the U.S. pension crisis. And who better to walk us through what may be the greatest financial challenge we've faced since the Great Depression, other than the man who wrote the book on the subject, Mr. Ronald J. Ryan. If you think the subprime mortgage disaster was a wake-up call, well, you may just be right. But before Mr. Ryan joins us, as is my custom each week, let me tell you a little about his background. Ronald J. Ryan was born in New Orleans. He received his BBA and MBA from Loyola University, and he is also a CFA, otherwise known as a Chartered Financial Analyst. Ryan's career began with Pan America Life Insurance, the largest institutional investor in the state of Louisiana. Seven years later, he joined First in Dallas, the largest trust department in the state of Texas, where he oversaw the Fixed Income Trust Department. Then in 1977, Ryan accepted a position at Lehman Brothers as their chief strategist for fixed income. But after five years with Lehman, Ryan was ready to strike out on his own. He founded Ryan Financial Strategy Group, a company whose focus was helping bond managers beat the indexes. Let me add that Ryan has also been referred to as the pension watchdog and is the recipient of the William F. Sharp Index Lifetime Achievement Award. He's here today to talk about a book which should be on everyone's nightstand, particularly our leaders in Washington and folks who may be thinking about retirement. It's my pleasure to welcome to the program the financial expert who is determined to bring America's pensions back from the brink of disaster, Mr. Ronald J. Ryan. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Ryan. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you for that marvelous introduction. Uh, it's quite an honor to be interviewed by you. Well, it's an honor to have you on the program, uh, particularly after reading your book. Uh, if it's all right with you, I'd like to open the program today by asking you why anyone should spend even four minutes worrying about America's public and private pensions. Well, I guess there's three good reasons. Uh, first is the corporation you work for could go bankrupt due to pension costs. You not only lose your job, but your pension gets turned over to the PBGC, which is the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corp, and they have a cap of 57700 that they're willing to pay on pension benefits. So you can imagine what happened to the pilots. When the airlines went bankrupt, the pilots thought they were going to get six-figured pensions and they got maybe a third of that. Uh, the second reason is, what if you're a stockholder of a, a company that has pension problems? Pensions uh, hurt earnings. And I guess the third problem or reason is the city or state that you live in, what if they have pension problems? Uh, they might raise taxes. Illinois did 66%. They might reduce your services. New Jersey did. So So in other words, these um, underfunded pensions, they have uh, a, uh, a trickle-down effect. Taxes can go up. Uh, folks who uh, thought that they had retirement planned for are suddenly on the street looking for jobs to supplement their retirement income. I mean, it, it, it has a lot of uh, um, effects that you might not think of right off the bat. Right. It uh, it affects you all kinds of ways. 
So you're not immune to the pension problems, even if uh, you don't work for a corporation that has it. Uh, the city or state you live in could definitely affect you. Now, most of us uh, are not accountants or economists. We don't have the background that you have. So in the simplest terms possible, explain to us why these pensions appear to be healthy in many cases. Well, uh, it's the accounting rules that I believe are the villain of our story. And let's talk about cities and states. Since they have the largest pension deficit, which the experts estimate is over $3 trillion. Uh, GASB, which is the Government Accounting Standard Boards, governs the accounting for cities and states. Mm -hmm. And they don't use market value. The assets are smoothed over five years, and the liabilities are priced, instead of the current interest rates, they're priced at the return on asset assumption which for most is around 7.5% and was 8% for a long time. Well, where can you find 7.5% interest rates? Uh, so where does, that, to, where does that number come from? How, how are you allowed to say, well, I, I'm going to assume that I'm going to get a return on, at 7 or 8%. I mean, where, where do they get that number? Out of thin air? I'm sure there was some heavy lobbying going on many years ago when the rules were created, and uh, they take the notion that these are long-term pensions, and you should look at long-term rates of return on assets, but they use a forecast, and I don't know how a return on asset forecast has anything to do with liabilities. Uh, you should discount liabilities at the, the going interest rates. The difference is somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 60 percent that these liabilities are understated. Well, you can imagine what happens. Um, if you understate your liabilities, then you've overstated what they call the fungit ratio, which is assets divided by liabilities. So cities and states are being told that they're much better funded than the truth. And they behave accordingly. They increase benefits and reduce contributions to the pension when they can't afford to do either one. Can, can you imagine a doctor who got the wrong x-rays and the wrong blood work? Wow, I wouldn't want to have that surgery. Well, can you imagine the pension doctor who gets the wrong valuation of assets and the wrong valuation of liabilities? I don't think I'd want that asset allocation. So what we're saying is that these large pensions, and by the way, I just came back from a conference where I was talking to pension managers that are managing pensions that are larger than the GDP of Australia. These are huge pensions. And effectively what they're doing is they're understating the liabilities and they're overstating the return on the assets, right? They're, they're pulling yeah. a number out. Uh, so you got a double whammy. And this is yeah. why we don't have an accurate picture of how much trouble these pensions are actually in. Correct. Uh, on the corporate side, it's get, it gets even more interesting. Uh, I wrote a chapter in my book on phantom earnings. And it's, it's pretty clever. It says that corporations are earnings-led. They're not liability-led. And there's nothing wrong with that unless you manipulate earnings. Well, the pension expense might be the largest expense of most major corporations. The offset is the return on assets in dollars. Which they're, well, which they're overstating. Correct. So you can see there's a vested interest to forecast the highest return on asset you can. Well, don't stop there. A lot of companies use a forecast that's so high, they convert pension expense into pension income. My favorite is Lucent Technology. Um, 
Well, now we're going to, unfortunately, we're going to have to take a hard break here. Uh, in, okay. So I, I don't want to get started on Lucent because I know I'm going to have to interrupt you in about 10 seconds. Okay. So why don't we okay. go ahead and take this break. And on the other side of the break, give us a specific example of Lucent because I, I found that to be a, a real eye opener. We're going to take a, a, our first scheduled break. When we come back, we'll talk about Lucent. You're listening to the Costa Report. I'm Amy Tobin, cookbook author and culinary expert. Strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries. Dole has a bounty of berries ripe for the picking. Fresh berries are not only delicious, but some of the most powerful disease-fighting foods available. Researchers have found that berries have some of the highest antioxidant levels of any fresh fruits. So add a handful or two of your favorite berries to your next meal and enjoy their nutritional benefits and natural sweetness in all of your dishes, from salads to desserts and everything in between. For fresh tips and ideas from Dole's berry experts, visit berries.dole.com. And be sure to check out the pages of mouthwatering recipes. Whether it's a sweet and savory blueberry cranberry chicken salad or a simple strawberry sorbet, Dole has the perfect berry to inspire your next berrylicious dish. As a scientist who works hard to stay on top of current events and trends, I know how easy it is to get caught up in the details of a story and lose sight of the big picture. What is happening to society as a whole? Where are we headed? Why does it feel as if there's greater instability, unrest, and danger in the world? The truth is, very few of us have time to contemplate these questions. And if we're waiting for our leaders or the media to paint a clear picture, well, we may be in for a long wait. That's why I'm urging you to grab a copy of The Watchman's Rattle. Do it now. Go to RebeccaCosta.com. Find out why scientists, government leaders, and the heads of the largest corporations in America are waking up to a newly uncovered pattern of human behavior. That's The Watchman's Rattle at RebeccaCosta.com, a bestseller in 26 countries and a book that Richard Branson, Donald Trump, and experts everywhere are calling a must-read. That's The Watchman's Rattle, available at bookstores everywhere and online at RebeccaCosta.com. Did you know the KSEO has a longevity sale on the first and third weekend of every month? This is a great chance to stock up on your favorite longevity items or to learn more about becoming a distributor. That's on the first and third weekend of every month. We also have the longevity training meetings every Monday night at 7.15 following Flight 1080. And for those of you who want to get serious about sales, we offer CEO training classes every Friday morning at 10 a.m. These classes are open to CEOs and those who wish to upgrade. So let's recap that. Longevity sale on the first and third weekend of every month from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on both days. Longevity meetings every Monday night at 7.15 following Flight 1080. And don't forget, CEO training classes Friday mornings at 10 a.m. All of these events are happening here at KSEO Studios, 2300 Portola Drive in Santa Cruz. If you have any questions, contact Dave at 831-218-5726 or dm at kseo.com. That's dm at kseo.com or 831-218-5726. Hi, I'm Sam Quinn for Shirt Crafters, and I'm here with Shirt Crafters owner Scott D. Gold. And Scott, what do you think sets Shirt Crafters apart? Well, Sam, it starts with our graphic design department. We can take any tired old logo and turn it into an eye-grabbing brand. Then we can make that logo stand out in the community by turning it into a full-size vehicle decal. Next, we put that logo on polos, hats, and t-shirts, and just about anything else you can think of for your employees and customers for promotional purposes. And that's how we brand your business with Shirt Crafters. Top quality design and printing, fast turnaround, and right on the price. Shirt Crafters is located at 111 Engle Street in Santa Cruz, or go to shirtcrafters.com. You can give them a call at 831-423-0537. That's Shirt Crafter at 831-423-0537.
Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is pension watchdog and financial expert, Mr. Ronald Ryan. And before the break, you were describing the accounting practices which have led to masking the current pension crisis, uh, which is the legal practice of understating pension liabilities and over-forecasting the return on pension assets. And you were saying that the problem goes even deeper when it comes to corporate pensions like Lucent, who are permitted to count phantom pension returns as earnings. Is that right? Yeah, the way it works is the return on pension assets, that forecast, Mm -hmm. is an offset to pension expense. Well, if you make the forecast high enough, it converts pension expense to pension income. In 2006, when Lucent was sold to the French company Alcatel, they reported that pension income was 92% of earnings. I bet what 92% of earnings. And and we've already established that the return on these pension assets is a uh, is a number that uh, gets made up. It's it's not really based in reality. Well, they they supposedly validated by using an asset allocation model of historic returns that supposedly has a high probability of achieving that return. But um, well, I don't know. We have a lot of, of folks that are retired listening to the program today. Maybe they're making 2 3% if they're lucky right in, in today's market and they're investing mm-hmm. safely. Um, you know, I, it, I guess if I get to make up a number, I'm a billionaire sometime in the future. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Scratch We're all billionaires yeah. sometime in the future if I can make up a number as to how my assets are going to increase in the future. But I, I have to worry about what I owe and what I can pay today. You know, uh, if you think Enron, WorldCom, and Madoff had magic pencils, get a load of Woody the pension pencil. The things he can do are amazing. Now, we've talked a little bit about Lucent, uh, and that's a that's a huge number in the 90 percent uh, percentile. Uh, the federal government claims to have solved um, some of their pension deficit through this new highway bill called Moving Ahead for Progress in the 21st Century, better known as MAP 21. But in your book, you come right out and call this a tax scam. Can you speak to that for a moment? Yeah. Uh, Don't you love the way politicians sugarcoat everything so it sounds so sweet? Um, They see this mountain of money called pensions that is not taxed. So they want to get their hands on it. And they came up with a pretty clever strategy. The IRS publishes the discount rates for corporations to use to calculate their contribution costs. This is the money they have to put up if they have a deficit. Mm-hmm. Well, the higher the discount rate, the lower the liability value, which means the higher the funded ratio, assets divided by liabilities, and the higher the funded ratio, the lower your contribution costs. So if you can follow that, there's a vested interest to have the highest discount rate on your liabilities. Well, the old Pension Protection Act rule was to use a 24-month moving average of AA corporate bonds. Mm -hmm. Under this new law, they're allowed to use a 25-year moving average, which raises the discount rate by 1.5 to 2.5 percentage points. Uh, Well... That would suggest that for every billion dollars of liabilities a pension has, it would save them 15 to 25 million of contribution costs. Well, guess where it goes? That money, instead of going to the pension as a contribution, goes to the bottom line as profits. And the federal government gets 35% of those profits. They actually forecasted how much money they're going to get. They've estimated that they'll get $9.2 billion in new tax revenue over the next 10 years. In addition, this bill... So the pension, just to cut to the bottom line here, the, the pension yeah. hasn't actually made any additional money. 
It's just how the money's accounted for that makes more of what they made taxable. Yeah, what happened was instead of the money going to the pension right. to shore it up, it went to profits. It goes to profits, which are taxable. Yeah, but they called it pension relief because the corporation now has less expenses. So how that is pension relief is beyond comprehension. Well, they're relieving the pension of their money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, it, maybe they got confused between the word relief and relieve. You know, they're yeah, very right. close. Maybe, maybe they, they got confused. They misspelled it, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, I think they, they, they misspelled it. Uh, um, now, how about on the private pension side? Uh, do you see similar so-called or alleged remedies that are uh, designed to uh, benefit the, 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 the private corporation, uh, but, they're, but they're set up to look as though somehow they're giving relief to the pension? Well, uh, what I've said for a long time is you got to tell the truth and it's just like a doctor when you're sick you go see the doctor and they do all kind of tests to find out what's wrong with you so the first step is to tell the truth and understand what's wrong with you and I believe that that's a custom liability index that uh, prices the liabilities at the market using the current interest rates, and tells the pension clearly the size, the shape, the behavior of these liabilities. So now you can go in and figure out how to manage the assets versus these liabilities. Um, that is rare to find anybody who looks at liabilities when they do their asset allocation mm -hmm. or asset management. It's completely missing in action. And so it kind of reminds me of Confucius who said, given the wrong objective, you will get the wrong risk-reward. And I think that's the moral of the story. They, they do not have liabilities as the objective. They have this return on asset assumption as the objective. And so they end up getting the wrong risk-reward behavior. Right, and then and that just compounds the problems. And and I I just want to point out that uh, the liabilities that we're talking about, the the problem, uh, you've mentioned that it's going to make TARP look like a warm up act. I mean, we're looking yeah. at potentially five trillion with a T trillion dollars yeah. of unfunded yeah. liabilities. I, I when I start to look at numbers like that. Um, I have a real doubt in my mind that we're going to be able to head that off. But um, coming up here on the other side of the next break we take, um, I do want to point out that in your book you do offer very constructive and, more importantly, practical measures which can be taken uh, to head this crisis off. And so, you know, it's not, a, it's not a book about, hey, we're driving off a cliff and there's nothing we can do. So I, I really want to make that point because, you know, who wants to read that book? Um, everywhere we look, it's bad news. So I do want to make that point. We're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. You're listening to the Costa Report. Biodiversity is the very fabric of our lives. It is everything around us, all of nature. But human impact is diminishing biodiversity at an alarming rate. And because of that, the intricate web of biodiversity is unraveling in ways we don't fully understand, and our world is becoming less resilient. That's why we are biodiversity advocates. We're the E.O. Wilson Biodiversity Foundation. Guided by the greatest living naturalist, E.O. Wilson, we champion research and education that expands our understanding of biodiversity and informs worldwide conservation efforts. The E.O. Wilson Biodiversity Foundation is building a movement of environmental stewards like you who share our sense of responsibility for the living world that is our home. Join us in our quest to protect biodiversity, the fabric of our lives. Visit eowilsonfoundation.org. We always knew Dr. Guy Peabody to be an excellent dentist, and so we're not surprised when, once again, Dr. Peabody was voted 
best dentists in Santa Cruz County in the Good Times Reader's Poll. But you do not need a Reader's Poll to know how good Dr. Peabody is. Just ask his patients. Hi, I'm Robert. I have found Dr. Peabody to be a wonderful dentist, and I would most highly recommend him to anyone. My name's Ramona. My dentistry has never been better. I have beautiful teeth now. It was a very comfortable, delightful experience, and I would recommend them to anyone. My name is Terry. I am terrified of going to the dentist, and they told me about the Guy Peabody, sedated dentistry. They're really great people. Visit drpeabody.com, that's drpeabody.com, or better yet, give Dr. Peabody's office a call at 457-0343 and be warmly welcomed and assisted in scheduling your appointment. That's 457-0343. You will be happy you called Santa Cruz's choice for best dentist. Hi, I'm George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM, and I want to give a special shout-out to MZ and his staff at our longtime affiliate, KSCO AM 1080 in Santa Cruz. KSCO is a truly independent talk radio station that really does serve its community in ways that you don't see very much anymore. Most stations produce little, if any, original programming. KSCO is just the opposite. Most of the KSCO programming is locally produced and features topics and talent of local interest. I'm honored to host one of the few syndicated programs on KSCO, and I really admire KSCO's commitment to diversity, localism, and most of all, to putting out a powerful message about health and longevity through its strong association with the Longevity Company. I urge you to go online to kscohealth.com, purchase the Healthy Start Pack, or Beyond Tangy Tangerine, and start 2015 on track to good health. Go to kscohealth.com. Do you have a plan for your money? Does your money come and go like the tides? Do you just leave your finances to fate? Cash is always flowing, money is always moving, and if you don't manage it, it will move away from you. So many people actually spend more time planning their next trip to the dentist than they do something even more important like their retirement. You know what they say, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Don't leave your financial future to fate. Take charge. Listen to Money Moves every Thursday at 7 p.m. here on KSCO AM 1080. Money Moves is dedicated to providing you tips and tools so you can manage your own money effectively. No one cares about your money more than you do. Therefore, you need the skills to manage your money. Listen to Money Moves every Thursday at 7 p.m. here on KSCO AM 1080. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, our guest today is the author of The U.S. Pension Crisis, Mr. Ronald Ryan. So let's talk for a moment about solutions, bearing in mind none of us are accounting experts. What needs to be done to make sure these underfunded pensions meet their promise to retirees? I see it like sports. Um, It's a game of assets versus liabilities. And I think there's four things that could and should be done, and I call it Operation Home Run. First base is tell the truth. Um, And that would be like the scoreboard that has the correct market valuation of assets and liabilities so you know what's going on at all all times. Uh, What's happened to most pensions is they get an annual report from the actuary that's months delinquent, and usually doesn't have market values. It has actuarial values. So they don't know what's going on. Uh, Second base would be asset allocation, which really controls uh, 90-plus percent of the assets. It should be responsive to the funded ratio, which is assets divided by liabilities. Again, the scoreboard. If you had a high funded ratio... I think you'd have a much different asset allocation than if you had a low-funded ratio. So that's critical. Third base is asset management. And what needs to be done there is you need to create a core portfolio whose job it is to de-risk the pension, to match assets and liabilities. And as the funded ratio improves, 
you transfer more and more money to this core portfolio, which is called beta, to de-risk the pension. So a high funded ratio would have a high allocation to this core portfolio and would reduce the risk of the plan. Fourth base is performance measurement. You need to measure total asset growth versus total liability growth. That's never done. They manage, they view assets versus some market indices. So I ask pensions, if you outperform the S&P 500 but lose to liability growth, did you win or lose? You lost. So there should never be a performance measurement report or meeting without liabilities being presented. And, again, this is the custom liability index because you'll never find two liabilities alike. They're like snowflakes. So without a custom liability index, you can't have a scoreboard. You you can't possibly perform the all the asset decisions you need. They all connect. Well, now with something like pensions, you want a certain amount of growth, but you absolutely have to uh, keep the risk as low as possible because uh, it. I, I would imagine most of the investments are fairly conservative when you're talking about uh, uh, people's retirement. Um, when I was a teenager, my grandfather, he, he pulled me aside and he explained uh, what I needed to do to retire one day. And he told me that Social Security wasn't going to be enough. So uh, buy some blue chip stocks uh, that pay dividends. Uh, I think he was fond of energy stocks in those days. And then he told me to pay off my house. So I was invested a little bit in real estate. And then he instructed me to buy a, a mix of highly rated corporate and government bonds. And and the way he explained it to me, now I was very young, he said, well, when the stocks go up, the bonds will come down. But then when the bonds go up, the stocks will come down and uh, and they all even out. But uh, as we all discovered, uh, sometimes everything goes down at the same time. Yeah. And we don't, well, we don't I, I mean, how do you manage, how can a pension really manage risk in a situation where all ind- indices go down at the same time and go up at the same time. Th- this is this is where asset allocation is confusing a lot of retirees. Yes. And let's see what happened. In I mean, we 90- had real estate go down, stocks go down, bonds go down, every yeah. currency, every, yeah. everything just plummeted right. at one time, and there there was no safe place to be. Right. Well, just like in sports, 30 points could... Uh, lose the game, and three points could win the game. It's all relative to the liability opponent. So watch what happened. In the 90s, uh, pensions had their funded ratio going up and up and up, and they had surpluses. The stock market was doing very well. Everything was doing well. Okay. Now, you would have thought that if you have a surplus, don't you try to secure it? But that's not what they did. Because of this return on asset being the focus, the asset allocation models did the following. Uh, When interest rates went below the ROA forecast, which was 8% in those days, then the asset allocation model said, I cannot have much in the way of bonds. And they reduced their allocation to bonds. And as rates continued to go lower and lower, they reduced and reduced their allocation to bonds. So by 1999, they had the lowest allocation to bonds in modern history. Well, when the equity correction hit in 2000 and lasted for three years, it hurt for two reasons. One was it was very deep. According to our calculations, the S&P 500 underperformed liability growth by 70 Six percent, mm. and two, the asset allocation models had heavily weighted the equities in favor in favor of bonds, when it should have been the opposite. They should have been heavy in bonds, matched to liabilities, to secure this victory. They did the exact opposite, and until they make liabilities the objective, they're never going to get it right. They keep chasing the wrong objective, which is what I said with Confucius. So it's so critical that a custom liability index is installed to tell you the truth. 
So you understand the liability opponent, and you build an asset allocation strategy to beat this opponent. And once you beat the opponent, you've got to secure it. You've got to put the money in this core portfolio that matches liabilities so you can sleep at night. Well, I don't know. I mean, what does it matter how the assets grow if you're allowed to say they're going to grow by 8%? <laughs> I, 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 well, you, you know, I mean, what what does it matter uh, if they don't grow at all? I mean, you're still permitted on paper to say, yes, but that's just in the 90s or that was just the global recession because, it, uh, you know, given the model I'm using, they're, it's going to grow 8%. So I guess, I guess reality well, doesn't count. Yeah, see, corporations have all sets of all kind of sets of books. So, the books for the income statement play this game of enhancing earnings, but then you have books for what they call funding purposes for pensions, and this is where you compare assets to liabilities, the funded ratio. And if you have a deficit, you have to put up more money called a contribution, and that's the pension crisis. It is amazing how much. The contribution costs have risen. My favorite is New York City. Uh, in fiscal 1999, the New York City Employees Retirement System had a contribution cost of $68 million. Last year, $3 billion. It went up over 40 times in 14 years. And and that's pretty much the story of all contributions, isn't it? Pretty much across the board. Yeah, they're up five, ten, twenty, thirty times since nineteen ninety nine because of this asset allocation that ends up being responsive to liabilities in the funded ratio was focused on this return on asset achievement. Well, I'll tell you, there's going to be a lot of folks that have uh, questions that are going to email me, and I'm going to tell them, before you email me, get this book, The U.S. Pension Crisis, uh, because it's it's laid out for you in black and white, it, and the numbers are irrefutable. So I'm going to encourage folks. I, I, I'm no pension expert, but if I can understand it, we can all understand it, and I appreciate the language that you use in writing this book. Now, we have to take our last break, but stay right where you are. We'll be back after these important messages from our sponsors. You're listening to the Costa Report. No matter what business you're in, what happens in Washington can make the difference between business success or failure. That's why understanding where government is headed is so important in today's competitive business environment. But where can you find experts who know firsthand the inner workings of our nation's capital? The American Program Bureau is your leading source for speakers whose experience offer unique insights into where U.S. policy is headed. Speakers like Seth Harris, former acting U.S. Secretary of Labor, Alyssa Mastromonaco, former White House Deputy Chief of Staff, and General Carl Eikenberry, former U.S. Ambassador to Afghanistan. For your next meeting or conference, contact the American Program Bureau at apbspeakers.com or 617-614-1600. That's apbspeakers.com. The American Program Bureau, making history one speech at a time. We're fortunate to have Scott Caraccioli with us to explain how the process of making sparkling wines influences a winemaker's approach to making a Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Yeah, it's really a driving factor in terms of style and really kind of making it a little bit more old world. Um, we use all French oak, which is the same thing that we use in our sparkling wines. So I would imagine that someone who's not making sparkling wines will take a totally different approach. Yeah, it's a matter of viewpoint when it comes down to when you have a French winemaker making bubbles, you end up with a leaner, more European style of wine. To find out more about Caraccioli Wines, visit us at www.caracciolicellars.com or stop by our tasting room in downtown Carmel, California. That's Caraccioli Cellars, C-A-R-A-C-C-I-O-L-I, Cellars, where you have to spell it to drink it. Is your computer running real slow like 
this? Or are you getting the blue screen of death? Do you have to do a restart several times a session? Tired of viruses, spyware, malware, and slow, worthless tech support? Face it, it's too late to download another free PC fix-it program, thinking it'll be restored to out-of-box purity. Oh, no, 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 no. You need the fast, friendly computer pros at User-Friendly Computing. Just drop it off at their office at 505 River Street across from the Gateway Plaza or give them a call at 831-423-9653 and they'll come to you. Mention KSCO and get a free $50 diagnostic. PC or Mac, desktop or laptop, they can do it all at user-friendly computing. Call 831-423-9653. Listen to Hellbard as he takes you back to the future. What? I wake up every morning thinking about this and I go to bed crying, remembering this moment, the summer of 1984. Watching the Olympics. Yes. And during the ceremony. The jetpack. The guy with the jetpack yeah. flew from one end of L.A. Coliseum to, to the, the other end. end. Yes, he did. And I sat there and I'm thinking, I'm 11 years old at the time going, oh, we finally made it. We are in the future. We're going to wear silver suits and we're going to be flying around in jetpacks. And I never saw that jetpack again. Conspiracy, conspiracy, reptilians. So the tech museum, you can go and have a go with it. Which tech museum? In San Jose. You can go have a go with a jetpack and go up to the ceiling oh, with it. Oh, never mind that. Don't miss Links That Stink with Hellbard every Wednesday at 7.15 a.m. on Good Morning Monterey Bay and KSCO AM 1080. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and our guest today is Ronald Ryan. Um, I'm going to take a little detour here and ask you to talk for a moment about GM's Pension Obligation Bond Program. Yes, this is amazing, and Woody the Pencil uh, did quite a job here. Um, at the end of 2002, General Motors had a net worth of about $8 billion dollars, and a pension deficit of about $14 billion. What to do? Do you go bankrupt, or do you call in Woody the pencil and ask for help? I think they brought in Woody, and Woody said, issue pension obligation bonds. The accounting will amaze you. And so they did. They issued a series of bonds, about $14 billion. When you do that, the interest is a tax deduction. So they issued them at an average cost of seven and five eighths. After the tax deduction, it cost them a net five percent. They then sent the money to the pension. You get another tax deduction. It's called a contribution. When it arrives at the pension, pensions are tax exempt, and you get the forecast as return on asset. So they said nine percent. It cost them five. So they made a 4% arbitrage on $14 billion, which was $560 million of phantom earnings every year. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I, I, why can't I use those accounting practices? I, I, want, I want to use those. You, you know, every person listening today uh, should be just have their jaws ought to be dropping over this kind yeah. of shenanigans. You know, it should it, be like network uh, where you get out the window and you say, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to put up with this anymore. That should be the American uh, call. Yeah, I mean, so many of these companies are in 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 worse trouble than anyone knows, and they're allowed to legally get away with it. How how is it that our leaders in Washington D.C. are not cracking down on this and and creating accounting laws by which these liabilities have to be reported properly? making that a requirement, getting rid of this funny business accounting, and also not allowing them to forecast uh, ridiculous returns on assets instead of the real returns, reporting the real returns. 
Yeah, we we need some, a, a white knight to come in there. It's it's tough to understand, and I'm sure there's some political contributions that play a role, but uh, it's complicated. Oh and my I, goodness! I I I'll tell you, I went through some of these numbers in your book, and I and I thought to myself, you know. You don't even have to be the brightest bulb in Washington to look at this and understand that it's absolutely wrong because when these corporations are making these reports, they determine how we individuals invest in the companies. And we're investing in in numbers that are incorrect, in valuations of corporations that are incorrect. So it trickles right down to you and me. Yes, it does. And and keep in mind, cities and cities have the worst problem because they have the worst accounting rules. So it, it really covers the whole spectrum. Absolutely. Um, now, age factors into this as well. We can't talk about pensions without talking about age. And according to a geneticist at Cambridge University, the first person who's going to live to be 1,000 years old has already been born. Uh, we're having a very difficult time in the United States preparing for one-third of our population to reach retirement age in the next decade. With these lifespans extending out to 1,000 years, um, doesn't that automatically mandate that we're going to have to raise the retirement age? I'm afraid so. Uh, you know, it's hard to change the demographics. And the the ratio that's that's really threatening us is how many are paying for those who receive the benefits? And that ratio used to be very high, and now it's very low. So there are very few paying for very many to get benefits. That's not a good combination, and it's getting worse all the time. But we are living longer and healthier, and we're just going to have to work longer yeah. in order to make yeah. up for that, that imbalance in ratio. Yeah, well, look at Social Security. You know, it was built on the premise that you aren't going to live past 65. Yeah, so well, there, I have a lot of friends who don't want to. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're looking at what a mess we've created and we're leaving behind for our kids. I, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 I know. I don't want. I don't want to end on a bad note. Uh, before we run out of time, um, do you have a website where listeners to go can go to get more information on your book, yeah. The U.S. Pension yeah. Crisis? Well, I'm the president and CEO of Ryan ALM. My website is uh, just simple, ryanalm.com. And it's loaded with research, and uh, hopefully it can help people get through all this accounting uh, nonsense. So. I, I hope so. Uh, and, and I hope that, uh, in particular, I hope our... our Leaders in Washington are listening in on this program, and maybe they they can form some kind of uh, bipartisan F, uh, coalition to look at these, uh, study these accounting rules, and uh, do something for us so that we have a more accurate picture of what these corporations are really worth before we invest our hard-earned money in there, and before we count on yeah. pensions that won't be there. Uh, but yeah, I'm afraid. Jack, yeah. I'm afraid Jack Nicholson was right. He said, "You can't handle the truth." <laughs> well, it doesn't, you know, know the truth to... doesn't care if we can handle it or not. It has a nice way of coming around. Uh, and, uh, you know, if we have a chance to head off this crisis, uh, I'd like to think that we'd get on top of it and wait before it's upon us. Uh, but that is all the time we've got this hour. So before we say goodbye, I, I'd like to thank you for bringing the pension issue uh, to all of our attention and uh, and also for your suggestions on how we might cure the situation. Thank you, Mr. Ryan. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. If your station is leaving us after this first hour and you have a question or a comment to make about our interview with Ronald Ryan, you can email me at RebeccaCosta.com or drop me a note on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And if you missed the full interview with Ryan or any of our other guests, you can download previous episodes of the Costa Report from our website, Apple iTunes, Podbean, and our YouTube channel. And while you're at the website, take a moment to check out the videos, the blogs, articles, and commentaries by people you know and trust. Richard Branson, Trudy Styler, Donald Trump, Edward O. Wilson. Our web team does a great job of keeping our website chocked full of content. 
and updated, updated content. Boy, there's there's more stuff there than I even know about, uh, and and maybe I shouldn't know about all some of the things that are there. Um, and, and it also includes a calendar which shows when I'll be speaking in your area. So be sure to click on the pull down menus at the top of the homepage at RebeccaCosta.com. Uh, that's easy to remember. Uh, myname.com. And uh, while you're enjoying all that new information we have posted on the website, make sure you pick up a copy of The Watchman's Rattle. Just click on the image of the book, and it'll take you right over to a page where you can order the only book that shows step-by-step how complexity, and that's what we've been talking about today, over-regulation and more data than in any other time in human history has produced an alarming confusion between empirical facts and unproven beliefs. And boy, if there is a poster child for that, it is America's pension plans. Uh, We've got more uh, opinions, dogma, um, uh, propaganda out there than we do empirical facts. And I think that that's what uh, Ronald Ryan is trying to uh, help us get a clear picture of. So grab your picture of the, uh, grab your picture, grab your copy of the Watchman's Rattle while there are still first edition hardcovers available. And you can request a custom dedication at no charge. Do it now. Bookstores are sold out of the first edition. So the only place you can get one is at our website at RebeccaCosta.com. That's RebeccaCosta.com. Where else can you get an autograph and a custom dedication from the author for under $20? And remember, all proceeds from book sales go toward keeping quality programming, like the interview you just listened to with Ronald Ryan on the air. So do your part. Order a book. Make it two, three, four books. Get all your holiday shopping done in one fell swoop. If your station is leaving us after this hour, our producers are working on a surprise guest, a guest who they promise me will be here to report on another eye-opener, which the mainstream media sees fit to ignore. And and based on their track record these past five years, well, I'm not going to bet against them. I mean, sometime when you have a free moment and you have your computer on, scroll through the list of guests our producers have delivered year after year. I know you'll be as impressed as I was uh, uh, on the diversity and the caliber of thought leader that they have brought to the table. So uh, check with your local station for next week's guest, and I look forward to seeing you back here next week on the only news program that puts policy ahead of politics. Now stay tuned for another hour of Straight Talk Radio. You're listening to The Costa Report. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 